This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Yeah. 
Flat Out Kahukura Whanau. You are tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM, 89.0 Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic, we fuck you fry gay. Yay, it is the beginning of the weekend. To your ngārea o te hāpuri, bringing together the voices of our community. Free FM's tagline and Flat Out Pride supports that a handy percent. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, takatāpui, transgender, Queer, questioning, fafafine, akaivine, bye, and all the fabulousness in between, and of course, outside of those scopes, because fluidity is where it's at. Boom. Welcome to your show for your Friday. We love having you on board. A big flat out shout out, of course, to New Zealand on air. Without you, uh, access radio stations like Free FM wouldn't be here. A big flat out shout out to Free FM. Without you, flat out pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat-out shout-out to you, you fabulous peeps out there that tune in every Friday at 5 to hear what's happening on your Free FM dial, your flat-out pride show. Our lineup for this afternoon evening, we've got uh, a bit of out and proud story, Rain Dove talking about what gender means, means to them and freeing their mind, or freeing your mind, to understand their story. Uh, we're going to go into a kaupapa kōrero, uh, say their names. So this is a kaupapa that's been established overseas, obviously, in America, to acknowledge all our people of colour that have passed on. Uh, but the the supporting song that I've got going for you there is called Say Her Name, How You Told About, uh, by Janelle Monet and a, uh, an array of other artists that are actually... Um, singing to acknowledge our wahine that have passed and not just our cis wahine but also our trans uh, wahine out there so uh, yeah we'll go more into that a little bit later uh, Authentic Voices of Pride LGBTQ compliments of um, LGBTQ nation and it's talking about the political stance of our drag queens out there and their journeys and their stories and first up, we've got, did you know, and some happenings that are going on. Um, of course, we've got some beats peppered through there. And that is our lineup for your show. We love having you on board, Fano. Uh, that last beat that you heard there, it was our opening song, is by Solar Rosa, Something Good. Even though we're in a space of challenging times, uh, COVID being for one, I just want you to know there's still something good out there. And... The show is about celebrating our goodness and the goodness, the challenges, the love, the light, uh, the stories, the sharing. There's always something good and I encourage you to look for those things even if it looks dark. I encourage us to stay in the love and the light and stay as positive as you can. Get support where possible and remember you matter. Flat out whanau. Okay, let's go into the goodness. So, did you know Swiss same-sex couples have won the right to marry after voters overwhelmingly backed its legislation in a referendum. The vote was brought about by conservative politicians opposed to LGBTQ plus marriages. 
Hmm. So the Alpine nation has now become the largest Western European country to recognise LGBTQ plus marriages. So the official results show 6.1% voted yes to legalising same-sex marriages, while 36% voted no. So that's according to the initial results. However, supporters have said it could take months before such marriages could actually take place, mainly because of the country's administrative and legislative procedures. So ahead of the vote, the government and lawmakers have urged voters to back a marriage for all and eliminate the current unequal treatment of our rainbow couples. Swiss lawmakers had voted in December to legalise the same-sex marriage, but conservative politicians opposed to the law and managed to secure the required 50,000 signatures to put the issue to a referendum. Obviously, members of some Christian congregations and the right-wing Swiss People's Party, SVP, are Switzerland's largest political party, were some of the strongest opponents of marriage equality. Now, Switzerland decriminalised homosexuality in 1942, but local and regional police forces were known to have maintained gay registers until the 1990s. Since 2007, same-sex couples have only been able to enter into a civil partnership, while about 700 um, such partnerships are registered each year. This does not grant the couples the same rights as marriage does, as we know, such as citizenship and joint adoption of children. So late December last year, lawmakers had voted to allow lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and intersex people to marry instead of just acquiring civil unions. They also backed amendments to the Swiss Civil Code, replacing such words as bride and groom with either two people or the engaged. Now, the result of the referendum, if confirmed, will allow the marriage bill to come into law. Same-sex couples will be able to jointly adopt children and foreign spouses could become eligible to apply for citizenship through a simplified procedure. Stunning! Congratulations, Switzerland. We are so happy for you. Absolutely. Back in Aotearoa in Wellywood or Wellington, this weekend Capital and Coast District Health Board is running their first rainbow-friendly vaccination event. The event has been held on Sunday the 3rd uh, from 10.30am to 1pm at the Hearing Association in 16 Kent Street. There will be rainbow community representatives and kaiafuna support people on site throughout the day and all staff working at the clinic will have been briefed on safe and inclusive language and practices. Cool whanau. Um So the staff have, been, have indicated that community groups they've been speaking to have highlighted the issue of having your dead name still attached to your medical record. To combat this, they have since come up with an, a way to easily update your name on the NHI register, which is where the COVID immunisation register pulls its data from. Importantly, you do not need to have changed your name with births, deaths and marriages to change the name on your NHI record. Didn't know this far, no. You can send an email to data.quality at ccdhb.org.nz requesting your name be updated on the NHI register and including your NHI number, 
the name currently on the record, the name you want on record, and your date of birth. If you do have a photo or scan of some ID, uh, and either your old name or your new name, attach it, but it is not required. If you don't want to or aren't able to change the name on your NHI record, they will have cards available that will make it easier for staff to find you in the system without your dead name being spoken out loud. You do not need to know your NHI number, but take it along if you do know it. And if you have any questions, contact the team at Rainbow Wellington or Michelle, M-I-C-H-A-L, that's the Capital and Coast DHB Sex and Gender Diverse Engagement Lead um, at M-I-C-H-A-L dot S-L-A-T-E-R hyphen D-U-K-E at ccdhb.org.nz. Stunning, stunning and stunning. You can call 0800 829 935 to, to book or text 0- Two seven two eight one five zero one seven, stunning. Love to see the photos of that coming out. Right, going now over to Brisbane. Did you know, Brisbane Pride Festival? So due to public health directives from Queensland Health and subsequent restrictions in place, Brisbane Pride Festival wish to advise that they cannot proceed with the Pride Rally. Um, which was set up for the 2nd of March at 10am. So a future date hasn't been determined at this stage. The decision was not made lightly. However, the goal is to ensure the health and well-being of our LGBTI plus or rainbow community and, of course, the people of surrounding. Nice. Kapwai. Did you know back in Aotearoa, the, yesterday the New Zealand Labour Party announced an extension to the 4 mil funding for Rainbow Mental Wellbeing. So here's a list from Rainbow Labour New Zealand as to where the funding is going. Inside Out, funding will increase services to an additional 100 schools per year, expand existing services supports in schools in Wellington, Wairarapa, Auckland, Manawatu, Bay of Plenty, Taranaki, Canterbury, Otago and Southland. They will establish new services, supports and schools in the West Coast, Nelson, Tasman, Marlborough, Waikato, Gisborne, Whanganui, Napier, Hastings and Northland. All regions have started service delivery and Gisborne is expected to start soon. Now for Rainbow Youth. Service delivery is expected to begin in the coming months. Rambo Youth Incorporated will expand the existing Rambo Youth Peer Support Service in Auckland, Northland, Dunedin, Taranaki and nationwide through virtual methods. Now, the 12 initiatives funded by the Rural Foundation's Rainbow Wellbeing Legacy Fund are Adhika Aotearoa, this is towards the project nurturing the ethnic queer and trans experience in Aotearoa. Body Positive Inc. towards their online outreach program. Faith Space towards Restory, a faith-based support program for rainbow people in Palmerston North. Gender Minorities Aotearoa towards their mental health and well-being transgender support service. Indian Origin Pride NZ towards establishing the organisation to support rainbow people of Indian origin. 
Intersex Trust Aotearoa towards projects to develop and support intersex community health and well-being. Ngā uri o whiti te rā mai te mai le Moana Trust towards the Wellington MVPFAFF Wellness Fono Retreat. Perinatal Mental Health towards the development of transgender support services or resources, sorry. Qtopia towards their Waitaha Regional Development Work, Rainbow Path towards Rainbow Path Wellbeing and Youth Sector Collaboration Project. Tai Ohi Morihu towards the Takatapui component of the Kopapa Māori Youth Leadership Group. Tradespeople towards a profile series sharing the stories of LGBTQI plus tradespeople more authentically. Congratulations, Fano. That is us getting some some more support for our community out there. Fabuloso. Did you know Scotland becomes the first country to make teaching LGBTQ plus history in schools mandatory? Yes, this is true. Mandatory. balls. So that's all the time we have for in the Did You Know section whānau. Um, as a tribute to um, our whānau out there and our reo, this is the song by Sons of Zion, Hine Moa. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
No more harama, no more hoki mai kahukura, rainbow whana. You are tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out, you've got Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. We love having you on board. Tuiangareo o te hapuri. Bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM's tagline, and Flat Out Pride 100% supports that. Kopapa Kororo. Bashawa. It's about the sharing, caring, and the love. What you reckon, Farnay? What you reckon? All right, the lineup for your show. We've got uh, Out and Proud Story Rain Dove, Gender to Free Your Mind. That's their journey in terms of who they are and their. Uh, say their names uh, this is a movement that's been happening in, in the states uh, to acknowledge our people of colour that have been passed so it's not just um, our black people of colour it's all indigenous races that have been targeted by systematic racism this is the Kaupapakororo I wanted to share um, but to add to that, say her name, uh, Janelle Mornay, who is, hopefully you know, an advocate of our rainbow community, um, identifies as bi, is, or has actually created a song say uh, called Say Her Name, uh, How You Talk About, um, and has multiple artists that are singing this wayata, and they're all speaking the actual names of the people who have passed away, but specifically our wahine out there and our trans wahine. So I thought that was fitting to really share that um, song in, in support of the Kopop of Say Their Names. And next up, we're going to hear from Authentic Voices of Pride, LGBTQ plus nation. These uh, drag queens are in the political sphere and they're sharing their story about what that means for them and why they're in, in the political space. That last beat was Sons of Zion, Hene Moa. If you hadn't been hearing that jam out around, I just wanted to share. Anywho, let's get into the next lot of goodness. Authentic Voices of Pride, compliments of LGBTQ Nation. Stay tuned. This is LGBTQ Nation's Authentic Voices of Pride. And in this episode, we're following drag queens as they're taking their activism to a different kind of stage. This makes complete sense to me that a drag queen would be seen in the political sphere because it's what we do. They're taking their voices and their activism from our safe spaces and going into culture at large. And what that shows our youth is that by embracing who you are, you can flourish and you can shine. It's so important that there are points of access and entry for people to find themselves and see themselves. The kind of the first time I ever rode the train in drag. And I remember getting on the train and like everyone stopped to like, and I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, I have all the attention. I better say something important. I have the power to command attention. And I think that we are motivators, we are cheerleaders, we are inspiration, we are thought provokers, we are community builders. And not just the drag queens, but like lots of queer people. I don't think that being a drag queen qualifies you to run for office. But at the same time, it also doesn't disqualify you. If a drag person is qualified to be a politician and they can serve their constituents well, then they have every right to be a politician and their community deserves them. 
My name is Maybe a Girl, and I am a Silver Lake Neighborhood Councilwoman, drag queen, and congressional candidate. We as a neighborhood council can vote either in support or opposition of whatever city council is putting through. We're making decisions on behalf of all of our neighbors who collectively make up this great city of LA. When I decided to run for office, I assumed that I would just have to give my legal name, but they also allow you to choose what name you want on the ballot. Many more people in my community know me as maybe a girl, so I decided to run under my drag persona. I remember the one and only time I had to lip sync for my life, doing a little prayer and being like, God, universe, I really want this, but if there are other things that I could be doing to better be of service, then I'm okay with going home. I guess the prayer worked. I'm Honey Mahogany. I currently work as a legislative aide to Supervisor Matt Haney, working at City Hall every day. But in my spare time, I am the chair of the San Francisco Democratic Party. These bodies actually create the platforms for the Democratic parties. A lot of what we do here in California then translates into the national platform. My name is Honey and I'm calling from the California as someone who was on RuPaul's Drag Race, I want to use this platform to be able to do good. Vote for me! I'm Marty Cummings, and I am a drag artist who recently ran for city council. So many people were like, oh, how is a drag queen going to run for office? So much of drag is about community building and community organizing. Drag artists are the first people you call in the queer community to raise money. That's why we're the top fundraiser in my race. Why did you decide to run for office? I think more drag artists are running for office because they recognize that as queer gig workers, we're often left out of the equation. Gig workers are often not offered access to childcare, paid sick leave, paid time off. Our district has been dealing specifically with issues of housing and security for a long time. San Francisco was starting to become really unaffordable for people to live here. So many of the people, the artists, the drag queens, the LGBT community were being pushed out. Unfortunately, there has been a lot of gentrification. I think that this is a, a pretty common occurrence. As an elected official, you are a representative of the constituents that elected you. And you should be in touch with the everyday situations that those people are in touch with. A uh, neighborhood council person here in Silver Lake is a volunteer position, so don't get paid for that. So I do need some other coins to supplement my income, so I work as a server. I am a full-time drag performer. It didn't feel like a costume. It felt like just a, a natural expression of myself. I came to realize that I was a, a trans person through doing drag. We are just trying to live our lives like everybody else. If there is no trans person in Congress to explain that to the rest of the House, to the rest of our government, if there's no representation for your marginalized group within a governing body, how can we trust that that governing body is going to be looking out for your best interests? When you have a bunch of people voting on queer things, there's no queer people there to represent the voices and speak up and say, well, this is actually what it's like to actually be a queer person. It's really easy to um, villainize people when you, when, they're, when you don't see them around. Representation matters when you see yourself, you find value in yourself. It, it feels nice to know there's someone who has shared experiences to you working in politics. We didn't win the election, but I don't think that means our campaign was unsuccessful. There were so many wins within it. Next time, I hope other trans and non-binary people win. I would do it again, win or lose in a heartbeat. I am a drag queen, but drag is what I do. Trans is who I am. The fact that people voted for me as I am was so touching to me, and it made me realize 
well, if I can do this on a local level, why can't I do this on a larger level? When I thought about it, there had never been a single trans person in Congress ever. And so I decided to run because we need trans representation in Congress. We lost the primary election by less than 1%. Our rookie campaign in a first time election was able to come that close that we said we have to do this again. For me, I want to be the first trans person in Congress, but if I'm not, that's okay because I know that I'm helping to pave the path for the first trans person in Congress. Making history is, uh, it's an interesting thing because, I mean, I think it's hard. I think that there is a lot on your shoulders when you're first. If it's never been done before, then people don't believe that it can be done, I guess. I celebrate those achievements. But I think also when you come from a disenfranchised community and other people have already been doing this work, it's just like, well, it's about time, right? We are now standing in the Transgender Cultural District, the very first of its kind in the world. We wanted to slow the tide of displacement. We wanted to make sure that we were fighting for our community and working to actively improve conditions through our budgeting process. I think if people want to get involved in politics, they should just do it. The advice I would give to another drag artist who wants to run for office is do it. My advice to somebody who wants to run for office is to just go out there and do it. I mean, when I run for office, I'm 35. I'm young. I'm finally eligible to be the president of the United States of America. Maybe one day I would run for political office. Right now, I don't know if I'm fully cut out to do it. <laughs> Activism comes in many different shapes and sizes. It is the person marching. I like to use my social media to influence people to, to become critical thinkers and active participants in making their, the world a better place. Voting is really important because of the disenfranchised people who aren't allowed to vote. So trying to get my fans excited about um, the voting process. And it is the person giving their dollars. I was exposed to the great element of drag, which was charity fundraising. We also need people to be working inside the system as well. It, it all works together. Whenever you have an audience, whenever you have a group of people listening and paying attention to what you are doing and saying, that's an opportunity to inspire people to become engaged. Drag queens are visible. I think that we are used to speaking our minds. Drag queens have this sort of platform. I think it's our duty to use that to do good.
Ne mai haramai nō mai hoki mai kahu kura whānau. Rainbow whānau, you're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out, you're tuned in to the station in the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow whānau. Boom, Lady H on your mic, Free Funky Friday. That last beat there was How I Feel by Martin Eichen featuring Hayley May, the vocal mix. Kind of like that beat. Kind of like that beat. Authentic Voices of Pride, LGBTQ plus nation, shares our uh, transgender sister stories um, about them and their political sphere. That's really interesting and I found that I wanted to share that with you because that's a movement that's going on um, around the ways, around international waters. Another movement that's happening across international waters, which we're going to go into right now, is Say the Names Memorials. So with the resurgence of uh, social and political rights of all peoples in all nations, uh, this kaupapa was set up uh, by a woman, Joy Proctor, founder and creator of the Say Their Names Memorial. So um, she has an interview on their page. Go to saythernamesmemorial.com. So it's all lowercase, all one word. Um, This is a a social justice project that is happening across USA. This kaupapa was established uh, to highlight the gravity of systematic racism on the black community. Um, And it is all cultures, indigenous cultures, not just our black uh, community members. The memorial, one part of it, was to create a database and all the names of the people that have been killed uh, in whatever scenario had gone on in their time all the way back up to now. So there is a database that's been put up. So if if there are photos there and their story hasn't been added, then go to the website and add their story if you know their person. There is hundreds, thousands that are in this database. There's also a a calendar, a list of planned events that had, has or have is about to happen. But one thing I wanted to share more specifically is what's going to happen. A tour, a nationwide travelling memorial, so it's a tour. Um, the memorial will feature more than 36 columns, 7.5 feet in height. Each column will feature eight victims of racial injustice and systematic racism. Each location is required to provide voter registration and host a town hall to engage the community on systematic racism. So if you want to know more and you want to be a part of the Kaupapa, again, go to saythenamesmemorial.com. And what I love in here, it's also about, it's not even about uh, our cis whanau, our transgender whanau are also in this Kaupapa as well. They have been named names all the way from Martin Luther King up to now. Uh, George Floyd, obviously we all know that story that has been very prominent in the media. All our transgender sisters that have been uh, killed, murdered, their stories. And this is a memorial to acknowledge them. 
Um, so there is one, a database that you can enter in. Two, there's a calendar of events. Uh, volunteers, if you want to volunteer and get on board and help with the co-papa, then you can contact them. And of course the tour and then the press area where you can actually hear an interview with Joy Proctor uh, being interviewed by India Sage about why and the what about this. Say their name memorials, why it's important, why social justice in our world is important. And of course the stories and the pictures of what these podiums or all these um, tributes look like. In my opinion, COVID has highlighted a lot of, in my mind, that is out there in the world and the injustices of all peoples, the marginalised peoples of our communities have been highlighted even more so when you have a worldwide impact of negativity, then it highlights where things, where support is needed and where change hasn't happened and this is just one kaupapa that is happening in our world today that is trying to push and empower for the rights of all human beings, not just race, not just culture, not just age, not just sex. Discrimination against any of those levels is just unacceptable, even more so. It never was acceptable, but it's been highlighted so much to the point that people are not going to tolerate it. They're not going to... Accept that as part of our society nowadays. And I'd hope that these stories and these sharings would encourage you to be one of those change agents in our world, not just for yourself and your family and your iwi, your hapu, your community, your culture, your group of connections, but for the world as a whole. Be a change agent out there, be a kaitiaki, be a carer and a sharer of the good and empower change. That's my word or my challenge out to you all out there. Let's go into uh, Janelle Monet's beat. Say her name. This tribute in this waiata is for all our wahine that have been impacted by systematic racism on some level or another. The collab has a whole range of people. Professor Kimberly Crenshaw, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Chloe and Halle, Tira Wack, Isis V, Zoe Kravitz, Brittany Howard, Ajan, MJ Rodriguez, Javan Zane, Angela Rye, Nicole Hannah-Jones, Brittany Packnett Cunningham, Alisa Gaza. Stunning, stunning. 17 minutes, but I can only play you a short snippet whānau to give you a taste and a feel of this waiata. Get into it, Fano. That is us.
Natasha Walton, say your name. Natasha Walton, say your name. Natasha Walton, say your name. Say your name. Won't you say your name? A Tatiana Jefferson. A Tatiana Jefferson. A Tatiana Jefferson. Say your name. 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 You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org. 
www.accessmedia.nz via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out. Lady out, turn your mic for your funky Friday. We love having you on board. I hope you enjoyed that last segment there, talking about the Say Their Names memorials.com, acknowledging it's a social injustice kaupapa uh, that is acknowledging all the people of colour that have been impacted on and passed away from systematic racism. And Janelle Monet's Say Her Name song, How You Talking About, um, with a collab of other, other, other artists um, being involved. Stunning, empowering movements. Yes. Okay, now we're going into an out and proud story. Rain Dar Agenda to free your mind. Into a beat system, Inc. featuring Steve Downs and the song's called Mirrors. Then we'll wrap up. Stay tuned, Fano. We love having you on board. It's all about empowering change on the show today. So can you talk about what your style says about you? I mean, my clothing is my tool. It's like my fur, my feathers, my scales. It helps me access relationships with the world around me and the people in it. Clothing is a very powerful tool for you to help create an impression without saying anything. Dressing as society would deem a cis white male to dress typically is the safest thing I can do in most scenarios. Cisgendered gay white man would be actually the next thing that I'm more accepted as. People will assume that I'm a gay man before they'll assume that I'm a woman. The next um, thing would be um, actually as a lesbian. I know that's funny, but people will respect me more if they think I am a um, cisgendered lesbian woman. Um, than if they think I'm just an ugly woman. Um, I know that it sounds crazy, but they're like, oh, that's why you have short hair. That's why you like to wear this clothing. And then, surprisingly, trans man. Then, um, then being a cisgendered heterosexual female or, and or bisexual female goes under trans man because a lot of people can accept the fact that they think I'm transitioning. Then they can the fact that I just want to look this way. Um, and then the tier below that is being considered as a trans female. That's like the low, that's the bottom of the, that's the bottom. Can you just explain for people what that means? Just like yeah, so people think I've, I am a man transitioning into being a woman. And I say man transitioning into being a woman with heavy quotes, by the way. Growing up, I thought it was a challenge. A lot of people called me Tranny Danny. I didn't know that it was a, tra- it meant like somebody who is like transvestite or transsexual um, until like a few years later. But it was actually an episode of The Simpsons. Um, that like they were like tranny and like um, they said the word and I, I definitely I when I saw what it meant and my literal words were no fucking way throws remote and then I, I then I was like oh crap oh man my parents gonna be so mad that I broke this remote so um, I was like gotta get out of the house gotta get out of the house <laughs> gotta get out of here and I was like okay Rainda we're gonna talk this out we're gonna walk through this right now like. And I processed it. Part of me didn't really feel surprised. Part of me was like, ah. But then a part of me felt like mad at myself for being so stupid and not, not cultured. But then part of me felt like I still could be the shit. I'm still awesome, still doing my thing. And I went into school and like, at first, like the first couple of times people said it, like in my brain, and I'm sure my eyes did that narrow thing, like Clint Eastwood, you know, where it's like, I know what you mean when you said this. But um, I just figured, hey, this is like part of my training. You know, um, I'm not gonna let them have the satisfaction of knowing that like what they're saying is affecting me. This was not really the journey I had planned out actually what I'm doing right now. My journey was go to UC Berkeley, get my degree in engineering. Two weeks before I graduated college um, or university, I was going out to drinks with this person 
who happened to be working with DKNY at the time and they were a model and they're like, I bet you modeling is exactly where you need to be. I want you to go to a casting call of my choice when I said to go. And it ended up being for Calvin Klein. And when I showed up, they were like, you're here on the wrong day. And I was Because they like, thought you were a guy. They thought I was a guy. They told me to come back the next day. And so I came back the next day and then it was like all these guys, uh, you know, taking off their shirts. And that's what you do at a men's casting call. So what'd you do? Well, um, famously, I showed up late. And I was there at the very tipped end of the thing. And so they didn't have me take off my shirt. I got cast. I show up to the show and they hand me a pair of underwear. And so I'm sitting there with this pair of underwear and they're like, hey, um, like, let's go. Like 20 minutes, we gotta go. We gotta get, we have to get moving. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, and they're like, come on, put on your outfit. And I'm like, I'm waiting for it. And they're like, this is it. And I look at this underwear and I look around and I look at all the other guys and I realize, oh shit, this is a men's underwear show. And I walk out there only underwear, no bra, no shirt, no shoes or anything. Boobs out? Boobs out. It was a run through, to be fair. And so I'm walking down the runway, my tits are doing this, like side to side. And the casting director is just like, oh my God. He looked like he was going to shit himself. And he came up to me and I knew it, why he was coming up to me. He knew why he was coming up to me. We knew that it was like a Western like standoff. What's he gonna say? How's he gonna say it? How am I gonna take it? What am I gonna say? And he says, is this your first time modeling? I go, yes. He goes, I couldn't tell. You're amazing. I was like, oh, thank you. Well, thank you. He goes, you're actually so much better than these other male amateur models. And I'm like, thank you. And he goes, you're actually so good that unlike them, I think you could work more clothing. So then they put out this blast um, that, but what you didn't know is that one of these models is actually a woman. Suddenly all these uh, people started reaching out to me and asking me to model. And I kept saying no, it was the worst thing you could possibly ask me to do. Oh, stand in front of a camera and like strut around. And by turning people down, it caused people to come to me and say, well, would you do it for $500? And I'd be like, yeah, of course I'll do it. I'll be uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna want the photos you're gonna get from it, but for $500, of course. By not taking any free work, which a lot of models would do, and like not being desperate and be like, oh my God, I'll work with you. I was putting a price a value on myself. Is there any area of your life that you like do still struggle with like fearing judgments from other people? I'm always having a really hard time even in this interview I'm like I want to make sure that I'm saying things that people can understand and relate to but I don't want to disenfranchise any particular group in the very beginning of my career. Um, when people are like well how do you, what about menswear? How do you feel when you wear menswear? And I'm like well, when I put menswear on my body, my tits don't fall off. So therefore, it becomes women's wear the minute I wear it. It becomes my wear. And for me, I was trying to say something pretty empowering, which is like, clothing doesn't have gender. And the trans community was like, really offended. People with breast cancer were really offended that tits don't make a woman, um, tits don't make a man. So it was such a humbling thing. I went home, I cried about it. I'm like, why don't people see that I, I had really good intentions? And I realized like, it's because I have the privilege of being thrust into a place where I have a broad voice and platform. And so it is my job, part of my job right now is to educate myself as much as I possibly can. And also part of my job is- Welcome back Kahukura Fano. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent, Community Radio. Tuia Ngario Otehapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. Flat out. That last out and proud story was Rain Dove Agenda to Free Your Mind. Now, that Kaupapakoruro was brought to you by the YouTube channel Style Like You. 
Despite the turbulence that Rain's refusal of gender norms has sometimes wrought on their life, growing up, kids referred to her as Tranny Danny. Their defiant independence, disarming charm and unwavering sense of self outside of society's norms has powered their personal journey to self-acceptance. Flat out. So that is a part of her story. I couldn't give... At all to you because we run out of time. Flat out, Fano. Right, that's have a fabulous weekend, Fano. Love, light, and laughter out to you all. Take care out there. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Be the change that you want to see in the world. All right, catch you all up next week. Modiora. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.